Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book, Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby as we enter the final countdown to the year 2021, which is hard to believe that we are hmm. creeping closer to the holidays. But of course, um, you love that song, don't you, Pat? The final <laughs> countdown? Yeah. I do. Yeah. So I so it brings me back to childhood in the 80s, uh, you know, a great synthesizer song. And then uh, what I hadn't told you before we started recording is one of my all time favorite comedy shows is called Arrested Development mm -hmm. and there's a brother on the show named Job and he's a magician and every time he does any type of magic trip they, they just crank that song oh. so loud and, and it's usually <laughs> just come just a disaster that whatever he does so yeah I just had a I have I was I was smiling you know ear to ear when, yeah <laughs> hearing the music oh that's that is hilarious so I, I I knew you loved the song but I wasn't sure all why but yes very nostalgic because 1986 was when that mm. song okay. was top in the charts at number one and it, it was actually about this time of 1986 so maybe they were doing some new year's themey stuff when they were <laughs> when they were uh uh playing that hitting hitting number one on the charts but yeah i don't know why it's not still number one i mean just make it number one forever i i would think so <laughs> i mean i i enjoy listening to it and it, it's perfect was for this time of year because you know we True. are getting all the the hustle and the bustle for the holidays but yeah the reality is it is countdown time when it comes to what's going on with this year, and we have to start getting ready for 2022, which is crazy town to me, but <laughs> but that's where we are, I guess. Yes. So let's talk about some of the things that have happened this year, Pat. 4.4 million Americans have quit their jobs this year, which is mm. astounding to me. But the past couple of years, we have seen so much of this. You have people redefining themselves reevaluating their careers, uh, and you have some people taking a step toward retirement. Maybe something's going on, something's changed with your job because of the pandemic, and instead of uh, maybe trying to find a new job, you think maybe it's time to retire. They're, they're calling this the great resignation, Pat, because so mm -hmm. many people are quitting their jobs. But what do we need to know if we want to join the great resignation with retirement in mind? Yeah, I can't help but think back, Jen, you know, as happens with probably many people as they enter financial planning, I stepped in right out of college and did kind of the, the crash course of studying and taking exams and everything. And, and then so then when I was ready to start working with people, um, I went to my parents first. And uh, if anyone's going to trust you, it's probably your parents, right? Yes, so, right. so they were my first clients. And I, I vividly remember sitting down and, and you know, they said, oh, we want to retire in X number of years. And then within a few months, my dad moved it from like seven years from now to like one year from now. <laughs> so, so this is something I've been dealing with my entire career of people coming back and saying, oh, I changed my mind. I want to retire now. Right. And, and of course, that happened happens all the time. But I think what comes to mind more for me, um, Jen, is how many times we've had someone forced into retirement, whether it's by being downsized or a health concern or a serious illness. And that's when we uh, can kind of spring into action where people have this question of, can I retire today? And I think that's where uh, people find just enormous comfort in working with a planning firm. That's that's one of the reasons, you know, some people will hire us when they retire, uh, but so many people are so thankful they've hired a planner before they retire, because if this type of situation comes up, whether you're forced into retirement or you're thinking about joining this great hmm. resignation by choice, either 
either way, the big question is, can you afford to, right? right? right. And so that, that's the question we all have. Uh, when can I retire? Do I have enough? And of course, will my money last? And so that's what we're here for. You know, We talk about working comprehensively, so there's things other than income we're dealing with, but we can run those scenarios and we can you know, run the example of, can I retire now and take the income I always wanted to? And if the answer is no, then how much longer do I have to work? Or how much do I have to reduce my, you know, disposable income in retirement? That's the beauty of how we custom build the retirement to you is you get to make those decisions. And having that retirement income strategy is vital because if you don't have income, you don't have a retirement. I mean, they, they go hand in hand. So talk a little bit about what goes into creating a retirement income strategy for somebody, whether or not they retire on their exact timeline or maybe things change a little bit. Talk about how you help somebody create that income strategy. Yeah, I mean, we talk about five areas of retirement planning, but the income plan has to be the foundation of that, right? And we talk about that all the time. And we always say, if you're either single or, or married, there's three or four pieces to that plan. So the first one is you need to have a plan to generate income that's consistent and reliable. And of course, you know, most people probably hear that and think, well, duh, of course, of course we need that. Uh, but, you know, if you're counting on the stock market for the bulk of your income, uh, much of the time that's going to work out great. But every once in a while, that could be a huge problem. So that's an example of why we put that there. Uh, the second one, boy, is this big on people's minds right now is it has to keep up with inflation. You know, things are getting way more expensive right now. And so if you have a fixed income that never changes, that's a huge problem. So we need to have a plan for that. Of course, we have to have a plan for it to last as long as you do. Um, and so that, you know, is thinking about longevity. And then the fourth piece is if you're married, if something happens to you or your spouse, making sure the surviving spouse is protected. All of that goes into having a comprehensive retirement income plan. And we are passionate about making sure everyone has all of those pieces. So if you either don't have all those put together or if you're not sure if you have those, it's a great time to give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer a review of your income plan or uh, help you set up a preliminary income plan at absolutely no cost and no obligation. All you have to do is call us at 803-9-RETIRE. That's part of our five-step retirement review that we offer to listeners of the show at absolutely no cost and no obligation. All you have to do to get started is call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. And as we talk about having that income strategy, Social Security is going to be part of that for pretty much everybody. Now, if you retire early, you might not be able to take it yet. But, Pat, how do you help people decide the right time to start taking those benefits? Yeah, I think, Jen, you know, I've mentioned this before that I think that um, Social Security planning. For much of my career, our industry was pretty lazy about it. You know, no mm -hmm. one really gave it a whole lot of thought. And most people did what we all think logically, which is we claim our Social Security when we retire, right? That's just a, a logical sure. thing to do. And you can defer and grow your Social Security benefits up to age 70, but the earliest you can claim them on your own benefits is age 62. So what if you're joining the Great Resignation and you're 58 years old? Well, that's not an option, right? Mm -hmm. So so it underscores this idea that what we've learned is when we try to make the most of our client's Social Security, it may or may not make sense to claim it when you retire. Maybe it makes sense to do something a little differently. So that means that's why we have to have this comprehensive plan because for most people, they're not living on just Social Security in retirement because, of course, as things get more expensive, it's hard for that to cover your basic expenses. So then we have to look at all those other benefits you have, 401k, IRA, maybe a pension still, something like that. And how do we create that income? And so let's say you're, you want to retire at 58 and maybe you want to claim Social Security at 62 or maybe you even want to defer it longer. And, you know, if you have longevity in your family, for example, how do we bridge that gap? And, of course, that's part of our job is to help you figure out how do you make the most out of your um, savings and investments, your nest egg, to help you do that. And that, those are just different pieces of the plan. And uh, for other people, for example, maybe they want to work to 70 or past 70. That's a whole different animal. But, but mm -hmm. for someone joining the Great Resignation a little earlier, that's a, that's a big factor to consider. 
We also don't want to forget, Pat, about taxes when we're mapping out our retirement income strategy. There's taxes in a, a lot of different income uh, sources that are out there. Uh, you know, people don't even always know that their Social Security benefits could be taxed, right? I mean, ha- how often are people aware of things like that, the taxation in those income sources? Yeah, this is something I was very blessed early in my career to have a mentor that really focused on retirement planning. And so this is something I would tell our listeners that the majority of, I would say a large portion of financial professionals don't even understand how this works. Mm. And when we do in-depth classes with people at, you know, local schools and things like that. Um, this is something where I get lots of questions and people have a lot of interest because it's just never explained. And, uh, you know, a tax advisor once told me it's almost like we have two completely different tax codes uh, in our country. We have um, the tax code for while you're working and the tax code for while you're mm-hmm. retired. But yeah, when they, under Alan Greenspan in the 80s, uh, when they they saw the baby boom generation coming and they said, we got to prepare for this. And so they made a number of adjustments to Social Security. One of those was allowing a portion of, um, that social security income to be part of your taxable income. And the biggest problem is that those income levels have never been indexed to inflation. So it was actually sold to us as a tax on the quote unquote wealthy retiree, but it can kick in in as low as $25,000 a year. So I don't know a lot of people sure. that would consider themselves wealthy at that wow. income level. So th- this is a big deal. Um, how your income is taxed in retirement is all about Obviously, it's not just what you make, it's what you keep. And that's what we want to help you make sure you're keeping as much of your hard-earned money as possible. Taxes is a huge issue here. Today's federal income tax rates could be the lowest you'll see for the rest of your life after they went down with the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. But at this point, it is not a matter of if, but when taxes will go up. Yeah, and you don't want to assume that you won't be impacted by the Democratic Party's proposed tax increases because you're not a big corporation or you're not quote-unquote wealthy enough. I bet just about everyone listening has a few areas where they can become a little more tax efficient with their retirement money. We want to help you understand the potential impact taxes can have on your retirement savings, help you learn about ways to reduce or possibly eliminate taxes in retirement, and create an income strategy so your retirement income lasts as long as you need it to last. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer to the listeners of our show a five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. This is an opportunity to sit down with one of our planners, help you look at your income plan in retirement, and also look at the taxes and see if there are ways that you can save income taxes throughout your retirement, which means more money in your pocket. All you have to do to get started is call now at 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby, there is a short window of opportunity to take action to keep those taxes from taking too much of a bite out of your savings. It could mean tens of thousands of dollars back in your pocket over a lifetime. That number one more time, 803-9-RETIRE. Save your retirement with Pat Struby continues after this. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and you and I are probably different, right? I mean, if you listen to my show, I'm pretty sure we share some of the same values, but at the end of the day, we're all unique. Does your financial advisor know that? Do you have a customized retirement plan built with your hopes and your dreams in mind, or is it just a cookie cutter, you know, one right off the shelf? Pat Struby and his team at Preservation Specialist have been designing personalized retirement plans for more than 20 years, and they want to do the same for you. Pat is local, independent. He's an advisor whose sole focus is helping you achieve your retirement dreams. Call Pat Struby and his team at Preservation Specialists. Start creating a retirement plan made just for you. Call 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. You want the insert your name here plan or the one that's built around your unique wants and needs. Easy choice. Call 803-9-RETIRE. From Offers Insurance Services, Glenn Beck has been remunerated and is not a client. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital Inc. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. 2022 will be here before you know it. Act now to make beneficial financial moves before December 31st. Call the team at Preservation Specialists, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. 
Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the author of the books, Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And we're going to be talking right now about another book, actually. There are millions of articles online about investing, tax planning, budgeting, everything you can think of when it comes to preparing for retirement. And there are all these important facts to know. And when it comes to your financial future, knowledge is power. But, Pat, there is more to financial success than book smarts. There's there's actually a psychology of money. Oh, yeah. And I think that, you know, I definitely have, you know, that analytical brain So when I was in college and learning about finance and investing and taxes and all those things, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to be a financial planner, and then I'm going to analyze things with spreadsheets, and Mm -hmm. then that's what everyone will do. And I quickly (laughs) learned that human beings, I'm actually kind of a weirdo, and most normal human beings don't think the way I do. And yeah, I mean, uh, handling money is incredibly uh, emotional, and the psychology is incredible. And that goes with, you know, whether you use cash versus a credit card, um, you know, investing in the stock market, of course, the emotions of that, the roller coaster. I mean, we can go on and on and on. There's so many ways where the psychology of money affects us, and it's a really important topic. Right. It's all about behavior. And, you know, before we get into this um, audio from Morgan Housel that we have, Pat, I think pretty much any parent understands what can happen where you plan something out on paper and then you get your children involved <laughs> and then what actually happens and how this actually unfolds. I mean, we we see this all the time in our own households, but it plays out with adults <laughs> and their yes. money as well, right? <laughs> it does. And, you know, as being, you know, I've been a financial planner my whole adult life. So, you know, my kids it's not easy on them because I'm trying to teach them Mm. lessons about money all the time, you know, and I, I, who knows if any of that'll stick or not, but it's, it's worth (laughs) worth a try at least because, because we all need it is that's the bottom line. Exactly. Well, and we can all just, I think we've all been there where you plan out a thing and then a four-year-old shows up and they have their own (laughs) ideas for how they're going to make all this work. And, and so, you know, that happens with kids, but gosh, we, we have all these emotions and all these behavioral things about our money too. So Morgan Housel, is a partner at Collaborative Fund. He is a former columnist at The Motley Fool and The Wall Street Journal, and he's the author of this book called The Psychology of Money. And he he has a lot of really interesting things to say here, but he says there's more to financial success than just what you know about the world of money and the world of finance. But I think there's so much evidence that what matters in investing is not about what you know, It's not about how smart you are. It's not about where you went to school. It's just how you behave. It's about your relationship with greed and fear, your ability to take a long-term mindset, who you trust, how gullible you are, who you seek your information from. That's what actually matters. That's what moves the needle. And we tend to ignore that because it is not analytical. Right. I I think that is so interesting, especially when Mm. he talks about how gullible you are. What do you believe? I mean, my gosh, there's, there's a lot that can factor into how we behave about our money. Yeah, and I think so much he says there is just right on the money. And I think the the example that I I think of that's fairly recent would be um, Bitcoin. Mm. And when you think of we all are affected in one way or another by either fear or greed or both, right? Uh, It depends on our personality. But I will say that I am generally not affected by the greed side of, oh, I got I have to get more return than everyone else, right, or right. so-and-so told me they made this, I want to make one more more percentage points or anything. I'm a very low-key, you know, we, I, my, my company's name is Preservation Specialist. We want to preserve your money and kind of, you know, the tortoise beats the hare kind of a thing. But even my insides, my gut reaction when, you know, someone tells me, oh, I tripled my money in a week <laughs> in Bitcoin, and I start thinking my, my immediate thought is, that's crazy. You can't trust something like that. But then the more times you start to hear it, you start thinking, well, maybe maybe I should kind of check that yeah. out, you know, that kind of a thing. And that's where that's where having a outside person to bounce ideas off of can be just unbelievably valuable um, because, you know, history has story after story after story of smart, analytical people that lose it all mm-hmm. because because they either fall to greed or to fear. And so it, it's and that, that'll be till the end of time. Um, so it's just important. We can't fix these things, but we can at least understand them. And then also, you know, if you're working with a professional like 
us, then you have someone to bounce those things off of and, and to help <laughs> protect us from ourselves. So how do you see people struggle with this? Or have you seen much of that? Is retirees struggling with that, uh, those reactions or that, that mental or that emotional side of their money? Yeah, I mean, we um, part of the structure of, of our entire business, our models, Jen, is based on trying to help protect people in this way. And I think of, you know, in 2000, 2001, when the tech bubble crashed, thankfully, uh, you know, most of my clients were, were broke 20-somethings like me. So, so if they had any money that, that crashed, it was only, you know, a couple right. thousand bucks. Um, 2008, 2009, uh, thankfully, we had a very conservative approach. Uh, so we didn't have a lot of losses. Uh, but when COVID hit, uh, the whole idea of the financial house, the whole concept of that, Jen, was really to help people understand if you do have money that's at risk, uh, we have plenty of money in other places, so you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to react. And I was so thrilled to say that we did not have clients calling panicking. Everyone understood either, hey, we've we've taken very little risk, or if we have taken a little more risk, there's a reason for that. And so that's the main thing that we wanted to make sure because we have to protect ourselves from ourselves. And also, uh, if you are retiring or close to it, we all know you can't just count on having all your, the market going up every single year. It's not possible for that to happen. And so no one wants to be retired, have all your money in the market, and then some type of pandemic happens and you have to stop taking income. I mean, that, mm, that makes mm -hmm. no sense, right? We all know it makes right. no sense. So I think these are the kinds of things that we need to be thinking about. But it means you have to overcome your greed because you might have a balanced portfolio that makes 5 or 6 or 7% when the market's up 10 or 11 and your neighbor's bragging about what they made and you're thinking, well, I wish I made more than this jerk, you know? <laughs> thing. Um, and so that's where the psychology comes in. And I think we have really built something here that has stood the test of time, um, you know, when there's been those kinds of drops. And the bottom line is, we'd love to make, you know, great returns for our clients, but way more important is peace of mind. And so that's what we're, we're always trying to build and, um, and that we think our clients have really appreciated. And, you know, if you think getting a review and looking at that and looking at your current situation, whether that's something that makes sense for you to make changes now or down the road, it's a great opportunity to take advantage of our five-step no cost, no obligation retirement review. All you have to do to get started is call 803-9-RETIRE. This is a great opportunity to talk with one of our planners about where you stand right now and where you're heading in the future. Again, all you have to do to get started is call 803-9-RETIRE. Talking about the psychology of money today, both as a concept and as a book written by Morgan Housel. And he says, we almost have it backwards, he says, when it comes to how we teach finance. You know, what is most important gets most ignored in this field. And even when we are teaching basic financial skills to people, it's the math equations and how to balance a checkbook, which are, which are great skills. I'm not, I'm not demeaning those in the slightest, but there's so much evidence that all that matters, all that matters, that's the right word to use, is just how, is your behavior with money. And I say that because you can be the smartest person in the world. You can have a PhD in finance from MIT, but if you lose your head during a market decline, if you panic during a market decline, none of your intelligence matters. What do you think, Pat? Any truth to that? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, um, you know, as a financial planner for a long time, and, and I'm a pretty big reader, and also I listen to information, I thought I'd heard all of the tales of, oh, you wouldn't believe how someone lost it all with mm -hmm. this or that, you know? And I, heard, I actually read one recently that um, Isaac Newton is certainly considered one of the smartest people. You know, you would think his intelligence was so sophisticated. Right. And, and late in life, actually, he fell to one of these bubbles that happened, and he took all of his accumulated wealth, which was substantial, and he put it all in at the very peak of one of these bubbles, and the whole thing crashed. And what? he ended up He ended up broke. Yeah, it's just one of those things where we wow. can't help ourselves. You know, he clearly, he had a perfectly good plan, and he fell to the greed aspect of it, because probably everyone else was saying, oh, you're an idiot, because you're missing out on all this. <laughs> You know what I yeah. mean? And so, yeah, it's just accurate and it's unfortunate, but that's our nature. Do you think there are other areas where your behavior matters as much or more than your actual intelligence? <laughs> that's a great question. kind of a big question. Yeah. It is, yeah. No, I, I think, you know, certainly, you know, my expertise lies in the financial realm. Sure. And, and I think that that is just the the one that, that is the most obvious time and time again is um, how any money that you save 
uh, in whatever you do with it, we all have an, atta- an emotional attachment mm-hmm. to that money. And I think of, you know, if someone has, uh, I was just meeting with a client recently and they had uh, one account that was specifically their growth account and it had grown and grown and grown and the market had come back a lot over the course of a week. And they immediately pointed to, well, this is the number it was at its, its highest value because that's what we all lock in in our brain, right? Mm-hmm. So that's all my money. That should never go down, you know? Right. And so we all have these different, you know, triggers that we cling to. But the reality is, of course, if you've got a growth account in the market, it can't always go straight up. And so that just understanding those things and reminding ourselves of those things are really important. Once again, that's the value of having an advisor uh, right alongside you and, and helping you through that process. If you don't have someone right now, or if you're not sure that the person you have is the right one for the time of life you're in right now, Call us at 803-9-RETIRE. You can meet with one of our planners at absolutely no cost and no obligation for our five-step retirement review. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. It's as if the entire world of finance is putting the cart before the horse when it comes to how we learn about financial concepts and how we implement them in the real world. We talk a lot about financial knowledge and know-how, but today we're learning there's a psychology of money. Save Your Retirement continues in just a moment. Stay with us. You've heard Pat on radio. Now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the 7 o'clock news on WIS-TV, Columbia's NBC Channel 10. Pat's new book, The Retirement Secret, is now available. It's a companion to his first book, Save Your Retirement. Order yours right now at Amazon.com. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And it's as if the entire world of finance is, is putting the cart before the horse when it comes to how we learn about financial concepts and how we implement them in the real world. That's what we're talking about today. We talk a lot about financial knowledge and financial know how and all these facts we need to know about taxes and social security. But today we're learning that there is a psychology of money. And we've been sharing some clips from Morgan Housel, who he is an author, a financial author. He wrote the book, The Psychology of Money. If you get caught up in uh, the excitement of a bubble, none of your intelligence, none of your academic credentials, none of the fact that you know the formulas, none of that matters. If you're going to lose your cool, when it matters most. That's why the behavior is not just an important part, it's really the base of the pyramid. And until you've checked that box of figuring out your own financial psychology, none of the analytical skills matter until then. So Pat, we kind of talked about this a little bit in the previous segment as well, but I just think it's important that we understand we can know so much about the world of finance, but if we lose our cool (laughs) when it comes to (laughs) the markets or anything going haywire, none of that matters, right? That's exactly right, because you can undo so much hard work with a couple of bad decisions. Yes. You know, whether, whether you decide to, you know, if your planner tells you we need to diversify and you have a nice diversified plan, and then you want to chase the ones that have the best return or put everything into one thing and then, you know, you time it poorly. I mean, on and on and on, there's so many horror stories of things that can happen. One example that this reminds me of, Jen, is back in 2008, 2009, there was the housing crisis. Uh, the mortgage crisis and then you know the stock market crashed about in half. I mean, this was a really mm-hmm. horrendous you know financial scenario. And I remember clients just kind of wondering, like, is this the end of the economic world? And financial advisors saying, what's going on? And someone told me at that time, if you think about you know right before that happened, they were kind of letting anyone have as big of a mortgage as they wanted, right? Right. And then after all that happened, they had to completely change that, and then it became almost impossible to get a mortgage. Yeah. And I was talking to someone, or I was reading something. And they they mentioned something very powerful, which was they said most things in economics are like the pendulum on a grandfather clock. And it's usually it's swinging from one direction to the other. It's very rarely right in the middle where it should be. And so what happens is leading up to 2007, 2008, everything is going fine. So the banks are thinking, well, we'll just keep letting more and more people borrow. It's working. It's working. It's working. Mm-hmm. It goes completely to an extreme until there's this panic. And then it whips back the other direction into the point where they won't let anyone borrow money for right. any reason at right. all. And my point to all of that is when you know Morgan's talking about you need to be able to think properly in a bubble, my point 
is that it's very rare that we're in just kind of a standard economy where everything is right where it should be. You know, we live in an imperfect world, and so things are going to be imperfect all the time. Uh, so is the stock market too high right now? Uh, we don't know. It certainly seems very high to me. Is inflation, you know, is it out of control? Uh, we don't know yet. I mean, mm-hmm. these are kinds of things that, you know, with any type of market, any type of economy, we just don't know. And so that's why uh, having a plan and, and understanding the fundamentals. And, and again, this is one of the things that many studies have shown the value of having a financial professional you're working with to kind of tighten the reins and help you stay on track on your plan can be so valuable. Well, I know, Pat, so many times we talk about the the stock market and that kind of thing, but I, I do want to talk about the housing market for just a second, because you mentioned that as you know what went on with the mortgage crisis and the housing bubble. We actually, that was when my husband and I were buying our first home. And mm. I had a job and my salary was going to be like $25,000 a year. Okay. Great. He didn't have a job yet. (laughs) We qualified for like a half a million dollar mortgage. Oh, wow. And I remember looking at him like, what on earth? What would we do? I mean, how would we ever pay this back? But but it was such a crazy time. You're right. And then it, and then it you know made the swing back the other way. But yeah. we were so excited to have a house. Like we could have made a very bad decision there. We could have assumed that we would be better off in a shorter amount of time than what we actually were. We could have reacted in so many different ways. Thankfully, we stuck with something more in our price. Price range, and then you look at what happened with the housing market, Pat, after the pandemic, and you have yeah. all of these people like panic selling, panic buying. My yeah. sister was trying to buy a home; she had to buy it like sight unseen. Could only think about it for like an hour before yeah. she made an offer. It's easy to lose your cool <laughs> with some of these things when things are really frantic. I know that's talking about the housing market, but similar things happen with with the stock market too, where we just start reacting so fast. We do. And that's a great example of a situation where you and your husband could have made a life-altering decision if you decided to max out that mortgage. And who knows if you would have ended up, you know, having to declare bankruptcy or what the worst case scenarios that could come of that. I mean, that could devastate you financially for a long time. So any of these situations, you know, we all have financial opportunities, good or bad, that happen to us throughout our lives. And um, how do we react to those? And um, the the reality is, um, you know, the most robotic of us uh, of all, which I'm on that side, still have emotions involved <laughs> and still happens. And, and there's, you know, it brings to mind in our first meetings with someone getting to know them. One of the topics that comes up is, you know, where you're at financially. And sometimes it brings up, you know, maybe something they have that they regret or, you know, it was a bad, in, bad investment or something like that. And the most common reaction to that, Jen, is just embarrassing. And I always say, please understand that no one would ever expect you to make all perfect financial decisions in your life. It's just a crazy level to put yourself on to expect that. I've been a financial professional my entire adult life, and I've made bad financial decisions. You know, it's right. just it's reality. And so we, we can't put ourselves on this expectation of absolute perfection at all time. What we have to understand is we're humans, and we need to try to do the best we can to understand the facts and to make the best educated decision we can. But, you know, what I love about going through, you know, some of Morgan Housel's information information is it helps to just understand um, the psychology and how we think about things. And once again, I do think it just ties back in the value of working with a professional um, that can help you either identify those blind spots we might have or to actually protect you from yourself in a, in a worst case scenario like a like a housing or a stock market crash. And so that's the reason we always encourage our listeners, uh, if you're not working with a professional or, or you if you are working with someone but it's not a close relationship, you're not getting good communication there, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. It's the reason we offer our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. It's simply a chance to talk with one of our retirement planners, see where you're at today, and see if there's ways that you can improve on your path into the future. Once again, all you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists. And we have one last lesson here on our behavior and finances. Morgan Housel is the author of the book, The Psychology of Money. We've been talking a little bit about his book and hearing from him today. And I, I really enjoy this one, Pat. He says one of his first jobs was as a valet at a fancy hotel in LA. And he learned a lot, he said, from being around a lot of very wealthy people all of the time. I think what was really interesting to me was getting to know some of these people who were driving Ferraris and Rolls Royces. 
some of them actually were not even that wealthy. They were like mediocre, successful people who spent half their income on a, on a car lease payment. And that to me was really astounding because that just blew apart all of the impressions, my first impressions that I had of these people. So that was a really formative experience that taught me a lot about the psychology of money. That's interesting, too, because you have those people, Pat, who have that appearance of wealth, and then you have those people who who don't have that appearance, but who potentially have a lot more than we realize. And that's another <laughs> another one of these areas with how we act about money and how important is it to show that we have it or not. Yeah, it's a great opposites that you just gave there. And I think that um, it does remind me, you know, I was I was raised in a household, you know, my my grandparents were all farmers in southern Indiana. My grandpa was in the army for a long time. Hmm. And it was all about, you know, just those traditional financial ideas of don't borrow what you can't afford, pay cash whenever you can, pay off your debts as fast as you can, just those kind of basic things that that's certainly not something that people talk about very much anymore. So my assumption was if someone has something, they can afford it. And that, that was something I learned in this field. And someone said something to me about somebody who I didn't know very well. And they said, how on earth can they afford all that? And my answer was, they may not be able to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's the, that's the reality of that. And boy, you, you kind of swung it to the other direction there, Jen, the point of sometimes people have a lot and you have no idea. And there was actually a huge best-selling book many years ago called The Millionaire Next Door. And, you know, certainly some of our clients are millionaires, some are not, but um, a lot of them have that mentality, you know, where, mm-hmm. where sometimes people who are younger and they hear of someone being a millionaire and they think, how could anyone ever accumulate that? Well, well, there's people with very boring, very simple jobs, you know, <laughs> teachers, nurses, right. plumbers, whatever. But if you just start saving when you're younger and the, the, the power of compound interest works, you know, and of course you're not spending it all, you're right. actually socking some away. And so it's, it really is, uh, those are valuable lessons uh, for all of us as far as how, do we, how to handle our money. Right. And, and I think this kind of ties into another financial behavior that we sometimes see the fear of missing out. We have this fear of missing out. We see people posting something on Instagram and they have this wealth and I'm missing out on that. Or or you talked earlier about some of the investments people talk about. What Mm. happens if we are driven by that fear of missing out and we let that drive our decisions? This reminds me, Jen, of something our advisor team, you know, there's five of us here, something we talk about all the time as we meet with our clients and work with them and guide them. And that is, there's probably some perfect balance uh, in our lives of enjoying today as much as we can, but also preparing for the future. Mm -hmm. And there's some type of like absolute perfect like ratio that we can do that with. And no one's even close to that. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like we have, depending on how we were raised and what's happened in our lives, most of us uh, fall so far away from that, either to the extreme of, I can't miss out right now and I want to spend and do everything right now. And who knows if I'll be around tomorrow versus the person that has so much angst and stress over spending anything and they want to accumulate and pile all of it up. And it's just that that psychology alone is absolutely fascinating. And we want to always try and help our clients bring them back towards the middle. So if they tend to spend way too much, we need to help save them from themselves and and make sure they have money in case they uh, live longer than they expect to. And if they're not enjoying it, we're just here to point out the facts that, hey, you could take more income every month and enjoy your money. I mean, and think about what it's for. And if you don't want to spend it, then do you have a church or a charity you want to give it to? It can do good. You know, it doesn't have to just sit and accumulate over time. And so those are the kinds of conversations that, that are not just the, the nuts and bolts and analytical that are a little more real life and, and, you know, a little bit about those, the fear of missing out and the emotions. And that can be incredibly valuable. And if you'd like to have that type of valuable conversation with one of our planners, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We always offer listeners of our show a five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. Take advantage while our planners still have slots on their calendar by calling 803 803- Nine, retire. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert Tim Hanbury. Most people don't realize there are two enrollment periods for Medicare Advantage plans. The first is called the Annual Enrollment Period, which is from October 15th to December 7th. During this time, you can change to any other Medicare Advantage plan available in the county you live. And this is when you see all the ads on TV. The second enrollment period is called a Medicare Advantage Open Enrollment Period, and this runs between January 1st and March 31st. The main reason for the additional enrollment period is to help people who need to change the Advantage plan they're in. Advantage plans use networks of participating providers and will typically include prescription coverage. 
Sometimes, after the annual enrollment period, people find the providers they thought participated with the plan are not participating, or a prescription medication that they take is not covered under the plan. This happens often enough that Medicare reinstated the open enrollment period in 2019 so that people can make a one-time change to a plan which better covers their needs. With Advantage plans, you need to be an active consumer to make sure the plan you choose is right for you. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. Twenty twenty two will be here before you know it. Act now to make beneficial financial moves before December thirty first. Call the team at Preservation Specialists, 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. And oh my gosh, every time I hear Russian dance from the Nutcracker, I talk faster and faster and faster (laughs) and I feel... Frantic, that song, Pat, it's in all the Christmas movies. It just, it's the frantic song, and I'm picturing myself uh, pushing a shopping cart through Target just faster and faster and faster (laughs) every time I hear that song. (laughs) I remember uh, my brother-in-law was also my pastor for many years, and uh, he did a Bible study during the holidays called Crazy Busy. Yes. And that's what uh, Janelle and I always talk about that. It's, it's, we love the holidays, but it always feels crazy busy all the time. Crazy busy. That is right and you know this concept of keeping up with the joneses it can kind of take control when it comes to the holidays and we're shopping for the kids and and it's so easy to just i I always have all these little ideas of oh well i'll do this and that and then what i think is a 25 dollar idea is it's like a 200 (laughs) dollar idea and then i'm like oh wait let's take a step back here for a second but pat the national retail federation says americans spent $789 billion on Christmas last year. That was during the pandemic, right? That was an 8.3% increase over holiday spending in 2019. So it it kept going up even when things were all shut down and everybody was being all like, oh, we're having a meaningful Christmas last year. They're still buying (laughs) stuff, whatever. Um, The National Retail Federation, again, predicts Holiday sales will grow another 8 to 10% this year, going to be record-breaking spending yet mm. again in 2021. So uh, kind of interesting to go over those numbers. Those are big numbers and yeah. um, amazing to just see how significant those changes are. And you can imagine how many different factors are involved mm. with that. Right. And when you're thinking about your planning, creating and sticking to a spending plan, that can be a challenge for parents and grandparents during a normal holiday season. But now we have to think about what's going on this year with these supply shortages and shipping delays. I mean, I I can't help but think of the movie <laughs> Jingle All the Way. It's like those scenes on on steroids. You you remember the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger? I got I got a clip here. Let me play this one. All real right. Quick. You got the doll, right? The doll. The Turbo Man doll. I asked you to pick one up two weeks ago. I got it. I got the Turboman doll, the one that has those things that shoot out in front with yeah. that rock'em, sock'em jetpack and with that realistic voice box that says, it's turbo time. I got it. Oh, good. Because at this point, they'd probably be impossible to find. Uh, right. I mean, that was back. And when that movie, by the way, came out in 1996, that was the year of Tickle Me Elmo as no, the, the, the giant toy that we were all trying to get for everybody, right? Um, but you, I just can't help but think, you know, all those funny scenes where he and Sinbad, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad are like racing and competing to get this <laughs> toy. And this year, it, it's going to be like that. The supply shortages, the shipping delays. I mean, my gosh, what what a crazy time we're up against as parents. <laughs> and and these these types of things that everyone has to have, it, it is always happening. It's just something different, right? right. Year by year. And oh, yeah. so it will be fascinating to see, you know, how different 
different it is, you know, if it's even worse because of all these delays and things like that. And of course, no one knows, you know, we're all being told you need to buy everything a month ahead or two months ahead or whatever it is. Uh, But we won't know until people are frantically looking just like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, on Christmas (laughs) Eve or whatever. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Just frantically there. But and here's the thing, you know, obviously all the spending and all the stuff, that's not what Christmas is all about. And a lot of people are trying to, I think, scale back in some ways with what they're doing, supporting local, all those things. But, Pat, when you think about the pressure of inflation, even if you're trying to have a scaled back Christmas and just here's some things that the kids could really use and I'm going to support local instead of going to the big box stores, everything is still getting so much more expensive. I, I saw that kids' shoe prices are up like 12% over a year ago. So that's the other reality we have to face, even when we're not, you know, jingle all the way, (laughs) throwing elbows in, in Target trying to get to a toy. Even when we're trying to make it a meaningful thing, everything's more expensive. We, we just have to be aware of that. We do. And, and, you know, I've been saying and we've been talking about on the show for years now that it truly is one of the most difficult times for someone to be retired or to be planning to retire, you know, in in the near future because – you know, there's nothing for a few reasons. First of all, pensions have been disappearing. Social Security is, you know, having funding issues. What most retirees would love to do is accumulate a big pile of money and then throw it in a CD making 6 or 7% and just live off of that. And, of course, bank accounts are paying almost zero. And then the last few years, the stock market has been very high, and a lot of people are wondering if that has a crash coming. So you have all of these factors coming in. The only thing that's been to the benefit of retirees the last few years is we've had low inflation. And guess what? Now that's gone. Too. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, we are in a very difficult time. Of course, no one can predict the future, but our politicians and the Fed has created a situation where it looks like we may have a real serious problem with inflation. So, yeah, we are in a world where if you are retired and you're on a fixed budget, you are in the, the toughest situation of all. Because if someone's 25 or 35 and they're in a career, you know, they're going to be getting pay increases over time. But hey, we're, when you're stuck in retirement, you've got to figure out how to cover those differences. And that puts you in a very difficult squeeze. And we we don't want to be overlooking some of those factors. But, you know, Pat, as we talk a little bit about the holidays and how people are perhaps creating to that spending plan, sticking to that spending plan, how often or, or how, how does this come up when you're helping somebody with their retirement spending plan? Because there's still going to be holidays, there's still going to be birthdays and weddings and special occasions, and, and we don't want to have this really tight shoestring budget where we forget that, hey, once a year, I'm going to need a little extra money to (laughs) to buy stuff for the kids, and there's not going to be a holiday bonus necessarily to help cover it, right? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And I think the the thing here that we would say, Jen, this comes back to how we we consider every plan we build custom built for that individual family. And I'm going to say I don't think there's one perfect way to handle this. I think it's up to each family to decide how to do it. But what we do, what our planners do is we talk through that and we talk through how do we figure out what's a normal month look like or a normal week and then what is mm-hmm. what do these special times look like? And do you want to just take a little bit more throughout the year and kind of average that out or do you need a little extra at that certain time? Of course, we, that depends on how we all handle our money, right? Because right. for some of us, if it hits the account, we're going to spend it. And for others, they're going to you know throw it in a shoebox or whatever. So everyone's different. One simple example I'll give, Jen, is as people get well into retirement, once you're in your 70s, uh, if you have any retirement accounts, you have something called an RMD or required minimum distribution. The default date that we have set for that for clients who take it once a year is November 30th. And we do that for two reasons. Well, we do it for three reasons. Hmm. One is it allows your money to stay in the account for most of the year earning more interest. The second one is you have to do it by the end of the year. So it gives us a month of leeway in case something you know, there's a snafu. But the third reason is it's kind of like your Christmas bonus. You know, money like comes that. in. Yeah, pretty cool, right? So that's, we don't have everyone who does that. And some people take their required distribution on a monthly basis and live off of it that way. But it's just kind of a cool thing that we've developed over the years. It's like an example of how we handle that for some clients. I like that. So that is something, though, of course, you're not telling them on December 1st, hey, good news, you got this extra money. That's part of the planning that you all do in advance. And it's like, here's the timeline. Here's how we're going to do these things every year. And and you have all of those conversations to really map that out. And then when people know that that's going to be there, that can help them get through the holidays. But, But that's part of your advanced planning conversations, right? 
Yeah, that's exactly right. And of course, you know, how often we meet or talk with each client is different. It sure. depends on their needs. It depends on what's going on that year. You know, the year you retire, we're probably meeting more often. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas in other times, if things are going along smoothly, some clients, you know, they say, hey, if everything's fine, you know, we're good. And so it depends on how often we're talking. But yeah, once we reach that age where you're taking that money out, we want to talk through here's some of the ways that our clients like to do it. We're going to throw that out as one example. And usually most people know right away, hey, I really like that idea or no, it'd be better to do it some way different. So yeah, once we start it, it's just going to be that way every single year unless they decide they, they change their minds and want to do it differently. So yeah, we don't have to, right. we don't have to call them on December 1st and say, check your bank account. They already know, they already know to look <laughs> <Good> for it. <news. laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when, when people are coming to meet with you and they're, they're talking about, here's all the things I want to do in retirement. I mean, do they forget some of these things like, you know, like we we're talking about holidays, weddings, birthdays. These things are going to keep happening after we're retired. But when we're thinking about the vacations we want to take, Pat, or maybe the, the dream boat or the, the dream vacation house, do people forget about the other things that happen in the calendar each and every year that we need to be thinking about? Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things, Jen, we have clients, you know, of course, humans are all different, right? So we all right. handle things differently. And some of our clients have a, you know, budgeting software or an Excel spreadsheet, and it, you know, they, they work it down to the penny, and that works awesome for them. Uh, many of our clients don't do anything like that. They just kind of try and figure it out and, and see if it averages out over the course of the year. So for those people, generally what we're trying to do is just help them before they actually put in their retirement notice. And when we're planning out and making sure they have enough income to live on, we're just talking through what are those things you know, what are they going to look like? You've set X number of dollars a month. Are there months like the holidays that maybe are more expensive than others? And then what are the, our financial term would be extra budgetary. So we always have a conversation of what, what are any extra budgetary things that could be coming up? And the hmm. most common ones would be about ready to get a new car, doing a renovation on the house, maybe a dream vacation, a bucket list type thing, those types of things, or maybe wanting to do something with kids kids and grandkids or those types of things. So we already, we already know what some of those look like for a lot of people. Of course, there's many other things that could be, but those are some quick examples. And then, yeah, that's one of those things where if it's a one-time thing, then that doesn't need to be in the retirement budget. That sure. just needs to be a set aside. But if it's something that comes up, like you'd say, once a year, like, hey, we've got a big family and we want to do a little extra on the ho around the holidays, then that's something we want, to, we want to get in that budget and make sure we've taken care of that. Yeah, and that and that's why you have all those conversations. You get to know somebody and their family, and and even their holiday traditions can matter if it's something that is going to need to be budgeted for. So that is all part of that planning conversation. And it's so important that we talk about planning because so many people are worried they're not even going to be be able to afford retirement. Right? The Simply Wise Retirement Confidence Index indicates forty four percent of Americans are worried. They will never be able to retire. Charles Schwab's latest Modern Wealth Survey says only 33% of Americans have a written financial plan. So that means nearly 70% of us don't. Yeah, so let me connect the dots for you. A lot of you are worried you haven't saved enough or that you won't even be able to retire. And most of you don't have a written financial plan. And a written financial plan can help you feel more financially stable. So here's the good news. You don't have to be one of those people worried if your money will last or if you can, if you can even afford to retire. We have a process for helping you create an income strategy. And we start with what we call our five-step retirement review. We want to invite you to this complimentary analysis, and there's absolutely no obligation. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE and ask for your retirement income analysis. After we've analyzed where you are right now, then we can help you start mapping out your strategy to get you where you want to go. This isn't about big wins. We aren't doing this to make you rich. We want to help make sure you don't ever end up outliving your money. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. And you want to take advantage of this opportunity from Pat to make sure you won't run out of money. And you might even boost your returns over time. So get started today at 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll talk to you again next week. See you then. Preservation Specialists is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of tools. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income are never referring to securities or investment products. Preservation Specialist is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. 
you should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. Preservation Specialist is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Securities offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management, Inc. Both at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 30005. Preservation Specialist is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of Kalos Capital, Inc. or Kalos Management, Inc.